Hey Badgers fans, it's John Veldheis from BadgerBlitz.com. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone that if you like the show, to make sure that you're subscribed on iTunes so you can get new episodes right on your phone. And if you like what we're doing here, we'd appreciate it if you left us a review so that other Wisconsin fans can find us in the podcast directory. And if you like the show and want more in-depth discussion about Wisconsin football, basketball, and recruiting, head on over to BadgerBlitz.com to sign up for a premium membership. It's less than $9 a month and it gives you VIP access to John McNamara's recruiting news and scoops and my insider content like practice reports and game day analysis. Not to mention the Badgers Den, our premium member forum. With so much going on in the world of Wisconsin sports, there's never been a better time to sign up. Head on over to BadgerBlitz.com and click on the subscribe button to sign up today. Welcome back, Badgers fans, to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. My name is John Belheis, senior writer for BadgerBlitz.com. Joining him uh, by John McNamara, publisher of BadgerBlitz.com. How are you doing, John? We got uh, Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, you looking forward to it? Yeah, I certainly look forward to Thanksgiving every year. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? And, you know, just to, to compliment, uh, that's why we're you know recording this a, a day early. We're recording on Wednesday instead of Thursday, so we're going to get this out uh, as soon as we can uh, and uh, make sure that you have plenty of uh, reaction to the uh, the men's basketball action and uh, Wisconsin's upcoming rivalry game against Minnesota, which kicks off at 2.30 uh, p.m. on Saturday. Uh, and uh, I think we should just dive right into it with the um, – the basketball side of things, just because those games are so fresh. Obviously, the Badgers are coming off. Uh, uh, well, I think it's fair to say a, a disappointing performance in the um, the Hall of Fame Classic. Uh, their games against uh, Baylor and then UCLA uh, and back to back back to back games. There, there were some some common threads that I thought uh, in that. You know, I think in both games you saw the Badgers really kind of uh, do a good job of you know fighting and clawing back uh, from a, a variety of, of different. Um, situations, but also uh, it really looked like the the kind of games where we saw uh, for the first time this season what uh, this uh, this new look men's basketball team's limitations were. I, I don't know, did you, John? Did you get the the same feeling that this was not not to say that they were exposed, but I I feel like those were games where we really kind of saw you know the the youth uh, of this team and you know what that kind of means for them moving forward. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um, you know, I, I think it's probably better that you, you find this stuff out early and, uh, you, you know, make, you make some corrections early and, um, you kind of get a blueprint of stuff that you need to work on. Um, you know, I think the UCLA game, UCLA game is a bit more positive, even though, you know, you gave up that lead down the stretch and to lose on a, you know, last second layup was, was tough. But you know, the thing I think you take away from it is, uh, that, that great guard really early in the season wasn't afraid to shuffle that starting lineup uh, and, you know, putting Brad Davison in there and Aleem Ford at the, at the shooting guard and the, the power forward respectively. <clears throat> I thought it was definitely interesting. I think it got good results too, particularly from Brad Davison. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot been written about him and a lot been talked about him um, really since he's arrived on campus. And, um, you know, he certainly gives you a spark there um, and a lot of energy on the defensive end. Um, you know, you know, the, all that is positive, but you know, the, the maybe concerning thing is that, you know, Davison as a true freshman seems to be the leader out there at times when he's there and he's the vocal guy. And, you know, you, maybe you'd like that from a veteran on this team. Um, and then looking at that power forward position, you know, Andy Van Vliet started and then you put a lean forward in there. And I think a lean forward's got a lot of good basketball ahead of him, but 
you just wonder if you're going to get anything from Van Vliet. And then Illa Kanan just looks <clears> – <throat> he looks scared out there almost. He, he just looks like he's out there and doesn't want to make a mistake. And then Charlie Thomas, too, he's, you know, obviously he's not a power forward. He plays more of that center. But you just wonder if you're going to get anything from Illa Kanan and Charlie Thomas, you know, not only this year but next year. You just haven't seen those two improve at all. Um, and for a guy like Aleem Ford to, to come in after a redshirt season and, and be in that starting lineup, um, I, I think it shows a lot, you know, that he has a lot of potential. And, he, you know, he, sure, he showed pretty good bursts uh, over the last two games, but it's also an indication that you don't have a lot at that position right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely interesting. And, you know, you kind of saw the, uh, the downside of being where the Badgers are at in that, you know, from a – a depth standpoint, the the depth at forward, other than um, Ethan Happ, obviously, is is just kind of hard to trust, and that that can come back to bite you um, in a game like their first one against Baylor, where you know the the Bears are you know they're big, they're they're athletic. Um, that uh, the center was a seven footer, and when you have uh, those guys that can really you know, kind of do some damage down in the post and uh, you know close to the basket, and then you know also be able to uh, to hit some some long range shots. I mean, it uh, it it's it didn't look like it was a very good matchup for the Badgers. And I mean, to be quite honest, I, I thought that they were kind of dead in the water in that game when they got down. I, I forget how how big of a lead. Uh, you know, Baylor had at that at one point, uh, but they were down considerably. Um, and uh, you, know, you certainly give the Badgers credit for for fighting back and kind of you know turning it on to the point where they could you know make a game out of that. But th- that initial first half there, I mean, like it really looked like you know a, a situation where you could see the Badgers struggling with you know other teams and you know say the the Big Ten season that uh, you know have that depth in their front court where they can, you know, um, really just kind of put the Badgers at a matchup disadvantage. And, you know, the, when you, when you have um, a bunch of guys that you trust in the backcourt and uh, not, not a lot uh, up in the front court, I mean, like, it, I think it's just, uh, it's just one of those things where that's just kind of the situation the Badgers are in right now. And they'll, they'll just have to see what kind of productive minutes they can get out of, you know, somebody like Aleem Ford, obviously, who I, I think, you know, and I agree with you, he's, he's had his moments this year, but you know, he's also a redshirt freshman, so he's gonna, you know, have, have take some time to get adjusted to playing other teams, and you know, he's still kind of finding his his role in the offense. And you, you definitely see that kind of um, the gap in the depth chart between the, uh, the the upperclassmen and the the underclassmen right now. Yeah, and you know, I, you know, these these losses were tough. Uh, you know, the loss to Baylor Baylor looked like a better basketball team against UCLA. Um, you know, they made good adjustments, I thought, and. Um, like you talked about, being able to climb out of that hole that, you know, being down double digits and, uh, you know, then taking the lead and then giving it back and then losing on a, you know, a layup at the at the buzzer hurts. But like I said, you know, <clears throat> I think it's better to find these things out, you know, early in the season and not playing in a tournament that's full of a bunch of cupcakes. Um, so I think it's yeah. good to get some of this stuff kind of ironed out. Um, you know, there's there are positives to take away, but – and I think this is Wisconsin's first losing three-game losing streak since Bo Ryan's first year. So, um, you know, people are getting a little bit restless. Um, but, you know, they have played good teams too. Um, so yeah. I think that that is kind of something to do with it. I think, it, you know, it's it's good to be tested early, especially with this young group. I mean, to be honest, I, I'm having a hard time remembering uh, a stretch when the Badgers played, you know, this many um, quality teams virtually right from the get-go. Um, 
you know, to, to play, you know, basically, um, you know, I mean, they played three ranked teams in a row with uh, Xavier and then Baylor and then UCLA. Um, and then coming off of, you know, you had those first two games um, at the Cole Center. But you know, this is really a, um, uh, an, an interesting stretch for them to, to play. And, you know, you're always going to play, you know, some tough teams, whether it's, you know, saying like a, these these preseason tournaments or um, in the 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 Big Ten ACC uh, challenge or something like that, but it, it really seems like this is a year where the Badgers have had a lot thrown at them already, and you know a year where you know you were, you were even in the best case scenario you were kind of expecting you know them to uh, to take some time to kind of figure out who you know, who you know the guys are that can contribute and you know which way they. They work together. I mean, like in the games that you know, we've seen so far, I, I, the feeling I get is that there there are good pieces there. It's just it's just going to take some time for them to figure out what the right combination is to you know, get things to to work and to flow. And I think you know uh, adding Brad Davis into the starting lineup is uh, I think that's probably one of those adjustments that uh, is going to wind up sticking for. For a while, I mean, it could be that he's, you know, that was his first start. It could be that he's going to start for the next four years. Uh, and, I mean, you just, you just never know. But, I mean, he's, he's doing that to the point where he's, he's bringing that energy and, you know, uh, playing good defense, and he gives you something on offense. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's just going to be an interesting, you know, first couple weeks here. And uh, the, the other interesting part is that we, we do have the, that early stretch of um, Big Ten play coming up um, since they had to adjust the schedule to account for the Big Ten tournament being a week earlier this year. So you're going to see you know, the Badgers play some, uh, some consequential Big Ten games. And, I, and back when I remember um, you know, looking at the, their full schedule when it was first announced, um, when you're looking at that Big Ten slate, you're, you're thinking that uh, – how they start Big Ten play is probably going to be pretty important for them, just because the the end of the season stretch for them is uh, looks pretty tough with games against you know the likes of you know Michigan State, Minnesota, um, no, uh, Northwestern. I think is in there. Purdue is in there, and so how they start Big Ten play, you know, really could be a key. And I mean, like we're almost uh, we're almost a week we're a week away from that right now. Yeah, and you know they they. They go then next against Milwaukee, and then mm-hmm. uh, they go to Virginia, and like you talked about, then then it's Ohio State on you know December second. I think that'll be a Ohio State filled day for Wisconsin fans. They'll play it certainly will basketball, and then the Big Ten championship game. So yeah, you know I I think you, you, there's still a lot of questions around this team, but um, there are positives that you that you take away from from playing in a pretty good tournament to start the year. Um, but I, you know, there, I think there are some people who are wondering, will this NCAA tournament streak come to an end? Um, I think it, it, it's too early to say, uh, you know, to have a really good feel for that, but that's something that I think will crop up as the season goes on, especially if they, you know, drop a few more of these early games. It'll be interesting to see if that's a theme throughout the year. And, um, I'm sure, you know, Greg Gard will be asked about, it. I'm sure he'll say his focus is just on the game ahead, but, um, will that streak come to an end? It'll be interesting to see this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so why don't we, uh, why don't we trans, uh, transition away from uh, men's basketball to uh, 
uh, football a little bit, but before we get to uh, the uh, the Badgers taking on the the Gophers for for Paul Bunyan's axe this weekend, uh, the Badgers got some have had a, a very good uh, last couple of days on the recruiting front uh, in terms of uh, landing a couple of uh, commits that they were uh, pretty pretty heavily involved in. So why don't you uh, break down who the Badgers added to their uh, their upcoming classes here? Yeah, uh, they beat you know obviously that game against Michigan. They beat Michigan on the football field, and then they beat Michigan. Uh, on the recruiting front as well for 2019 offensive tackle Logan Brown. Uh, he's a kid from Michigan who picked the Badgers over, uh, you know, an offer from the Wolverines. And Alabama was there, Ohio State, uh, you know, a handful of other top-notch programs from across the country. Logan Brown is a kid. I remember going to Wisconsin's camp uh, probably, I guess it was two years ago. It was the summer after his freshman season. And, and, you know, there's about 200 campers there. And Logan Brown's a kid that really caught my eye as a, you know, a 14 or 15-year-old kid there. Um, you know, six foot six. Now he's about 290 pounds or so. Uh, and, you know, with that camp, Wisconsin really started the recruiting process with him early on. And uh, they were the first school to offer. And, um, you know, after they offered, you know, his recruitment kind of exploded. Uh, since that uh, first time he was on campus for camp, he came up a total of six times most recently for this weekend when he uh, committed to the Badgers. So, um, you know, you, you, you look at where he's ranked. He's uh, the 23rd ranked player in the nation right now, and the third ranked offensive tackle. So you're talking about, you know, not only one of the top players in the country, but maybe the top offensive tackle in the country. Um, you know, when we started doing stuff for the 2019 class, you know, a few months ago or so, uh, we did that Sweet 16 feature. Mm-hmm. I thought Logan Brown may have been, the top overall target for Wisconsin in this 2019 class, um, you know, because of his, you know, ability on the field and, um, you know, also because where he was ranked and, you know, how much he was, he was liking the Badgers throughout his recruitment. So um, it's a huge recruiting win for the staff. And, you know, now I'll just kind of come down to being able to, uh, to keep him committed because obviously there's a whole, there's a long way to go for kids in that 2019 class. So, uh, it, it's it's a, just a huge commitment for the Wisconsin. There's there's fans that say, you know, why can't Wisconsin recruit the top offensive lineman in the country because it's been such a position of strength for them. Well, you know, this is it. You know, this is, is as good yeah. as it gets in the country. Um, he's a guy that can probably play that left tackle position. Uh, you know, his coach, I talked to him. He just, you know, he just, he's big and he's strong and he's fast and he's quick and he's got everything you're looking for to, to be a left tackle at the college level. So, a long way to go, but you have to like Wisconsin getting him wrapped up early. And then and Julie, I think the the big thing just to interject is that uh, you know to to get him um, out of the state of Michigan just seems like a, a huge um, win for the Badgers. I mean, not and to have you know him also have uh, an offer from uh, from the Wolverines. I mean, like that it says a lot. It's it's not like this guy uh, you know grew up in Wisconsin's backyard uh, and they were just able to to recruit him like any other in-state guy to, I guess to get him from in-state is like what, uh, what impresses me the most about the whole situation. Yeah, absolutely. And someone texted me and said, this is a payback for Ben Bredesen <laughs> where, uh, the, you know, the Wolverines essentially the same right. thing to Wisconsin. So, um, yeah, you know, anytime you go into it, you know, the, anytime you go into another state and get a kid that had an in-state offer, you know, that's a big deal. You know, even when you go into a place like Indiana and a kid commits to Wisconsin over an offer from Indiana, it may seem like you know it's not that big of a deal because Wisconsin's a better program, but um, there's always that draw to stay inside the state. There's always a draw to be that kind of hometown hero type, 
And that coaching staff, it's very easy for kids to make that trip to campus. You know, Logan Brown, uh, you know, he wasn't very far away from Ann Arbor. So, you know, the coaching staff always says, hey, why don't you just, you know, stop up for the practice or stop up for this game. So it's always like you talked about, John, always a big deal to get a kid uh, from outside the state with an offer from that school. And then, you know, you know, on the flip side of it, Wisconsin was able to keep one of their kids inside the state. Um, right. And when Julius Davis committed – um, you know, once he was offered on Saturday, it was kind of probably a done deal. And then he was just kind of waiting to make an announcement. He announced, uh, Tuesday evening. So, uh, his recruitment was still kind of in the early stages because he really wasn't able to camp anywhere, uh, this past summer and injury. Uh, so, you know, he had a huge junior season. I got a chance to watch him, uh, probably the, the, the top running back in the state, regardless of class this year. Uh, you know, he's, He's a kid that's kind of got that one-stop cut and go, um, and he can run between the tackles. Uh, he's kind of he's got that breakaway speed, and good balance. You know, there's a lot to like there. And for Wisconsin to offer him so early at another position where they can truly recruit at a national level, I think it speaks a lot to Davis and what he brings. Now, uh, the question will be, you know, will Wisconsin take two running backs in this class? Um, I don't think we'll have an answer to that anytime soon, but. Um, you know, Davis is a kid. Maybe you can compliment with a guy, uh, you know, a national guy down the road. But for now, I think there's a lot to like about Julius Davis. Um, I think he'll get faster this offseason. And, you know, something that he told me he was going to work on. I know that he's got a, a speed coach. And, you know, he'll be healthy this offseason. So I think I see, I think you will see some gains in that department as well. So, uh, but again, you know, it's, it's always interesting to see what Wisconsin brings in at tailback. Uh, obviously, you look at what Jonathan Taylor has done, you know, head and shoulders above, you know, the rest of the freshman tailbacks in the country. He was just on the Doak Walker Award list for the, being the top three backs in the country as a true freshman. And the 2018 class is a lot to like about Nakia Watson. I think he'll be that big physical back that you were hoping maybe Tyamon Deal was going to be. And then Julius Davis, um, again, a long way to go for a 2019 kid, but I think there's a lot to like there. I'm excited to see how he develops, and I'm excited to see how he performs as a senior. Yeah, so the, obviously the Badgers are on the on a bit of a roll on the recruiting uh, side of things, and they'll look to uh, stay on a roll uh, when the uh, the, bad, the actual uh, the football team uh, goes up to Minneapolis for their game against Minnesota this weekend. Uh, Badgers are eleven and zero after their win over Michigan, um, and uh, I just want to go back and say that yes, you were right. They, I think they did win by they won by uh, two scores. So uh, kudos to you for uh, for calling that out. I was uh, a little. Uh, a little skittish about it, but uh, the, the the Badgers uh, came up big for you and proved you right. Um, the uh, the Gopher game is is always a is always a competitive one. I mean, the the Badgers are honestly I, I don't even know uh, off the top of my head how many years it is that they've they've won this game in a row. Is it, is it thirteen or fourteen? Thirteen's the number I have in my head. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So they'll be looking for number fourteen uh, this weekend when they head up to TCF Bank Stadium. Um, you know. The thing is that, it, I, and I want to preface this by saying that in rivalry games, um, balls can always bounce in funny ways because it's football, and uh, the football is a, you know, oblong object that you know, you, you just never know what's going to happen in a game. Um, that said, uh, this is this looks like a game that the Badgers should, uh, you know, have a a pretty good chance of winning, just because I, I think that. Um, the, their strengths match up pretty well against um, the, uh, the the Gophers' strengths, and I think that uh, Minnesota's um, struggles on offense, um, combined with uh, you know Wisconsin's uh, 
you know, continued uh, high performance on the defensive side of the ball. It just doesn't add up to, uh, to you know, a, uh, a situation where I would uh, predict an upset for this, uh, for this weekend. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, how are you looking at this game? Just because, you know, obviously, you know, the, the Gophers have a new head coach in town in, in P.J. Flack, who the Badgers have seen before because they, uh, they played his uh, Western Michigan Broncos in the Cotton Bowl last year. But it really seems like it's going to take him um, a while to to get his guys into the system, and the other thing is that I think the Govers are really banged up right now on at a, a couple of key positions. So I don't know what, what are you expecting to see this weekend. Well, it's it's a game that you don't feel you feel really confident about if you're a Wisconsin fan, unless you you try to talk your way out of it. You know, you know, plain and simple, this would make Minnesota's season. If if they were to you know knock off Wisconsin at this point, you know if, if Wisconsin were to lose, it would be uh, you know one of the worst losses in program history, just because yeah. of where Minnesota's at and because of what's on the line. You know, a loss is going to knock you out of that Final Four conversation, even if you were to beat uh, Ohio State in the Big Ten title game. So, um, you know, there's a, there's certainly a lot riding on this game and. Uh, Wisconsin's a far more talented team. And like you talked about, John, there's a lot of injuries to that Minnesota team right now. It's a Minnesota team that can't stop the run. So, uh, you know, it would all add up to, to to kind of equate to Wisconsin being able to exert its will and, you know, kind of win this game handily. But, uh, you know, it is a rivalry game. There is a lot going on in this. It would, it would make P.J. Flex season absolutely without a doubt if you were able to beat Wisconsin and, and a big thing that he would carry into recruiting. So, um, you know, it's, you know, it's also a big 10 game on the road. So there's, there yeah. are things in place that would, that would make you feel a little uneasy if you're a Wisconsin fan. But I think at the end of the day, this team has proven that, you know, it's, it, it truly does take a, a, a one game at a time approach. There was, there's no point at this season, you know, even though the schedule is a little bit weak where, you know, they look like they came out flat or, you know, they weren't able to make the proper adjustments at that point. So, uh, you know, with the way that this team has handled itself, uh, you know, it, you would just think that they'll carry that same approach and that same edge in this game against Minnesota. Um, you know, they they know what's riding on this game. And, you know, the, the stuff with the tradition about the axe, that's all been pounded down their throats this weekend too. So that's you know, not only is that important to Minnesota to break the streak, it's also extremely important to, to this group to not be the group that ever right. that loses that streak. So it's not – that's something that's you know is also a big you know motivation for Wisconsin as it is Minnesota. So um, unless you really try to talk your way out of this, I think Wisconsin goes in there and takes care of business. Um, they should be, you would think, able to run the ball at will. Um, you know, you expect a big game from Jonathan Taylor, and you know maybe you, you can put him on the bench in the second half and get some other guys some carries. So where where Minnesota's at right now. You know, even if they are playing with all the motivation in the world and all the, you know, the pep talk that I'm sure PJ Fleck gives you, Wisconsin's just a better team right now, and they have too much, they have too much riding on this game to to stumble. So I see them winning big. I see them winning by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, I think, and that's that's the thing is that. Um... Like what you mentioned, this uh, this Badger team has done a very good job of you know living up to um, that that mantra where they they really just try and take things uh, one week at a time. And 
you know, I guess it's it can be frustrating at times to just hear them say that over and over again because you know you you hear people say the same thing every week. Um, but it, it's proven to be you know something that they're they're good at. Like they they just seem to be uh, you know really good at focusing in on what's right in front of them. Um, and uh, I I just um, I don't th and I think having that uh, you know the 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 rivalry and the acts and, and all of that like they don't they don't shy away from that like they, they know that this is a you know a, a big game to the people in the state and the people that are you know involved with the program connected to the program they i mean they have the acts at every practice uh you know with guys touching it before they leave uh they're they're playing you know highlights of um the uh you know, previous games where the, you know, the senior class gets the ax and gets to run around and, you know, go chop down goalposts. They're, they were playing that on their big video boards right outside their locker room uh, this week. It's, and I, I think that kind of plays into, you know, the, the one week at a time thing, because obviously the Badgers have another game already that they could, you know, hypothetically mentally move on to, but, you know, I, I don't think anybody's going to be, you know, looking ahead to Ohio State too much just because they know uh, what's on the line this week. So I, I think I'm going to, you know, uh, pick the Badgers to, to win by, you know, two-ish touchdowns, two or three, somewhere in that range. I, I think they really, you know, like like all their other games, um, it's it would make their lives a lot harder on themselves if they uh, turn the ball over too often. And Minnesota's done a pretty decent job uh, defensively this season, and you know, has uh, has has gotten teams to turn the ball over um, at a at a decent rate. So the Badgers will have to watch out for that. But you know, if they can play their game and you know establish the run pass when they want to I feel like they'll be able to put up some points and then you know with with the injuries that Minnesota's offense is dealing with right now um, combined with the you know the experience of Wisconsin's front seven getting to match up against you know uh, uh, what I think is a pretty good collection of Minnesota running backs but one that's going to be running behind a, a banged up offensive line it, I think it adds up to a game that the Badgers should win I think they will, um, but you know, you want to, you always have to hedge and say it's a rivalry game. So you know, sometimes those games end up being a little closer than what you expect. Yeah, I, like you said, I, this this is the game that, that they should win. I think they will win. You hope they come out healthy, and then you you, know, you you're you're really excited about you know the, the the Big Ten title game against Ohio State with the chance to be in the Final Four. Um, I guess one game at a time, but I, I do think they take care of business pretty easily on Saturday. All right. Well, we'll uh, have to chat next week. We'll see where we're at uh, heading into the, the Big Ten Championship game after this weekend's uh, uh, axe game uh, for the Badgers. So thanks again for listening to uh, the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. We hope you have a great uh, holiday weekend. Happy Thanksgiving from, uh, from me and John McNamara. We will talk to you guys next week.